Welcome to the DJE Podcast, where you will learn about real estate investing from real-life examples. Here's your host, Devin Elder. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Ruben Dominguez. He's the founder and principal of Totem Capital Group, a multifamily operator based in Texas. He's also co-founder of Apartment Educators. So we're going to talk about uh, a recent deal they closed in 2022 and how the takeover's gone and some of the things they're doing to implement um, capital improvements and other things on the site to drive value on that property. So I think you're going to enjoy that uh, owner's perspective there on that project. And we talk about a little bit about some of the apartment educators things going on as well. Before we jump in with Ruben, if you're not on the DJE investors list and you'd like to see those projects, uh, upcoming projects that we're putting out, you can register at djetexas.com, register to get our, on our investor list. And the aforementioned apartmenteducators.com, if you have interest in buying and running your own deals, we show you just how to do that. I created a eight-part video series uh, for free that you can sign up for at apartmenteducators.com, so check that out. All right, without further ado, let's jump into the podcast with my friend and business partner, Ruben Dominguez. Here we go. Ruben, welcome to the podcast. Good to see you, man. Hey, thanks, Devin. Thanks for having me out. Yeah, so uh, let's see. We're kind of talking mid-2022 right now. We had a really good uh, Apartment Educators event last night. I think that was our highest attendance, right, in San Antonio? Yeah, I think it was about 90, 100 people there. It's a sold-out show, man. Right. Uh, FLW Case Study, the guys from FLW Capital, presented a deal that uh, was like a 250-unit deal in San Antonio they closed. That was cool. Yeah, it's a nice deal. Closed last year, late last year. Yeah, yeah, those guys, man, they really hit the ground running. Um, well, let's talk about your, about Totem Capital, your co- your company. Um, you know, you're an operator. You run deals. We, we don't just talk the talk over at Apartment Educators. We are operators. In fact, it's kind of funny when we talk about people that want to join Apartment Educators. A lot of times we're like, no, like <laughs> – I mean, we're not trying to get you to join. We have deals to run. But if you really want to join, we'll, we'll show you everything, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's like, do I want to teach investing in apartments? And, you know, the, the fee is minimal. Or do I want to go out and buy another apartment deal? It's always I want to go out and buy another apartment deal. Yeah. And we started it really just to protect our time, to yep. work with really great people that are serious. And how do we differentiate people that are serious from people that are not? It's hey, there's a fee, it's an investment into, into yourself. Right. And if you're willing to do that, you're probably pretty serious about yep. doing this business. So yep. it's been a win-win for sure. Yeah, love it. Well, let's talk about so, some of your um, recent deals. I guess you guys closed, um, how many doors was the last San Antonio deal you guys closed? Uh, back in February, we closed 170 unit 170. over here on the northeast side of yeah. San Antonio. So um, how's how's that going? Like, what you know, what was the first order of business on that property after you guys closed 170 doors. So as always, right, the seller's financials look great. And we always know when you actually get in there, what surprises are you gonna find, right? Is there either like there's units that were down that we didn't know about, even though we walk them all, uh, but between the time we walk them and we close, it's 60 days sometimes. And so there were some units that were down that we didn't know about. There was um, a lot of delinquency that had come up that we didn't see on the books until we actually closed and got in there. Right. And so our process is to get in there and start looking at tenants and saying, hey, who's not paying? Who do we need to get out or collect from at least, right? Gets rid of some of that delinquency. 
And so, um, you know, it's gone from probably 40,000. I think we're down to like 15,000 now in delinquency. Okay. So making progress. Yep, for sure. And yep. Great progress, actually. Great progress. So, yeah, it's pretty wild to see that. We closed 400 doors in um, 2021, and the delinquency was over six figures. Whew. You know, and a couple of months later, I mean, not long the team had it down. I think it was like five hundred dollars in delinquency. Wow. It's just mind mind boggling. Wow. Uh, but I like you know you, we kind of have a little saying in the office like assume seller financials are fraudulent. Yes. Just start there. <laughs> you know, don't give them the benefit of the doubt. Just assume it's completely wrong or fraudulent or just error prone, whichever. Maybe sure. error prone is a little more friendly term, <laughs> without you know casting uh, aspersions at people here. But assume it's wrong, and underwrite your pro forma looking forward. So you run into that when you take over a property. For right? sure, for sure. And we see on the last two properties, same thing. Right. Lots of delinquency, lots of people not paying. Just warm bodies in there so you can show a high uh, occupancy. But it's like, well, if they're in there and they're not paying, that's not really occupied. It's actually worse because you can't rent it to someone that actually will pay. So Right, and maybe they're yeah. destroying the unit, costs more. So that's the, the you know the age old delta between your physical occupancy and your economic occupancy, which sometimes is quite a spread there. I mean, we took we bought a property in Seguin a few years ago, seventy five percent physical, which is already terrible, wow. and it was like fifty two percent economic. <laughs> you got to build, you got a property, one hundred twenty eight doors, uh, half the people paying some rent. Yes, it's just like totally unsustainable as a business, but. You know that's that's okay. It creates opportunity on the buy side sometimes. For sure, and it's a it's important like for anyone listening that you have a really strong property management team that knows how to handle that, and they they can come in and turn it around quickly because that can it can really impact the business if you're not getting those people out, getting people in there that can pay, and collecting on as much as you can whatever is owed to the property. Like collect on that stuff. So. And we use DJE property management, and uh, they've been doing an amazing job of getting that stuff worked down to reasonable levels. Right. They've been great, yeah. Yeah, we call it bottoming out. Yes. You, know, you got to bottom out the property pretty much as the first order of business, which is, I mean, if you're not used to it, it can be pretty scary. It's, it's like taking the plane into a nosedive, <laughs> and you're like, it's okay, guys. We're just going to nosedive for a little while. <laughs> And everybody's like, but we're headed straight for the ground. It's like, yeah, but we got to get this over with. And then at some point, you nose up, and then you're operating. Uh, but it's a, it's can be scary because um, you're watching your occupancy drop, you're watching your revenue drop. But you know, if you don't do it, the, the sooner you get the bandaid off, pull the bandaid off, the better, and you can you can stabilize it. For sure, you're watching the bank account slowly dwindle and yep. they're, then they're spending a bunch of money because they're renovating the office that's right making it look good because you want it to look good when a tenant pulls up right especially if you're trying to go for a better tenant that's actually going to pay right, right. that whole experience of them driving up seeing a beautiful monument sign nice landscaping office looks great they walk in office is beautiful somebody really nice dressed up comes up to you and offers you a glass of wine or beer or water and then they say hey you want to go look at a unit and so that whole experience, right, for that to happen, sometimes it's it's some capex that you got to spend. Right. The yeah. bank account's dwindling, your occupancy's dwindling. You're like, uh, what's happening here, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So not only are you collecting less revenue, you're also burning a bunch of fuel, right? Yep. You're burning revenue, 
which is a lot of it's one time kind of capex. You know, it, you might spend twenty grand to remodel an office and ten grand on a monument sign, and you just kind of writing checks. But luckily, I mean, one of the things I like about multifamily, people ask me about development all the time, and you know, there's money to be made millions of ways in real estate. But I do like in multifamily how that you close two weeks later, big checks come in. You know, hundred grand in rent, two hundred grand in rent, yep. and even if it should be two hundred and fifty or three hundred. You still got you still got it coming in every single month, and they, there's at least that. So yeah, you're writing checks, you're doing capital projects, you're 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 bottoming it out, turning things over, but there's still revenue coming in for sure. Yeah, it's like a it's like a safety net because that revenue has to get real low for you not to be able to like operate. And right, so you've got pay at payroll, least that. pay your lender. You know all that stuff. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I, I like that safety net about existing multifamily too. I can't imagine a development where you're writing checks for two years and and zero getting not nothing back, not and nickel. hoping nothing happens in the economy or to lumber prices. Or yeah. I feel bad for developers over the last couple of years with inflation just killing them, and right. wait times for materials and things like that. That's could you imagine tough. budgeting a project in like early Q1 2020, budgeting labor materials. And you're still in it, and it's like, you know, your budget's blown out, blown out. Yeah. Now your sales price is also it's true, or your rental price or whatever have have also gone crazy. So. And hopefully you've got some uh, operating capital for that. Right. That you've raised. Right. Even though your sales price is here, you have to operate for those. Still gonna write the yeah. checks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I was having a conversation with a family office a few weeks back, and they were. Um, multifamily investors but they were concerned about like at what point do we lose you know is just preservation of capital go away and it was like guys that is like we don't really have that conversation we're worried about hitting our average annualized return we're worried about hitting our preferred return to investors during our hold but so I, you know kind of ran some models for it and sent it to them but i'm like things have to get really bad for us to and they were saying like when is the bank going to take the property back and i was like boy yeah i mean I don't know. 30% occupied, maybe? Yeah. I mean, it's it's higher than that, but it was <laughs> like things would have to be really bad for a long time to like not even be able to cover your your interest payment. Yes. You know, really um, bad. Really bad. So um, it's great. It's a great question that they were asking, and it's good to think about that and understand, stress test your deals and stuff like that. But I was like, oh, we don't really, you know, we don't really operate in that tier. We're more operating in like how do we maximize NOI and stuff like that. But to, you know, the level of just, making the debt service that's Gosh. that's way down there yeah any anything 90 percent below you're you're failing somehow like R what's happening here right and you're really in the trenches trying to figure out what's happening and at 90 percent, i mean you're still profitable yeah highly profitable so yeah right so different so yeah. different yeah so that's you know ups and downs in multifamily, but at least get the checks coming in every month consistently and then you can fine-tune that and, and grow that over time Okay, so you guys did like a rebrand. You did office remodel, new staff in there. Um, have you started attacking some of the interior units, or what's the game plan there? Yeah, we're doing about five a month. This We're actually trying to push a little bit higher than that because the summer months are a great time. In San Antonio, at least, a great time to turn units because then you can fill them up because everyone's looking to move in the months of April, May, June, July, August. Right. Starts to slow down a little in September, so you try to do less units because if you can't, you don't want to remodel it and have it sit there. Right. So you remodel as many as you can right now. And then in the slow months, you might do two or three a month. So we've got about 84 units that we're going to go through. 
okay and remodel so yeah it's a pretty good amount we won't get them all done in the summertime but uh we'll, we'll try to get a majority of those out this summer yeah 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 everybody's out of kids are out of school makes sense it's easier to move yep all that stuff any other uh well let's talk about the um let's talk about the capital stack for the deal okay kind of going into you know getting away from operations getting into putting the capital together for a 170 unit deal that's a that's a good size deal yep right it's nothing to sneeze at how did you guys go about getting well let's walk us through how what the whole capital stack looks like how you guys sourced all of it so we raised about 5.8 million for this deal nice um and then the rest was the lender right we we our biggest partner in any deal is going to be the lender sure and so we got about 78 percent uh loan to cost yep and so some of that was also capex we have some stuff we got to do right there's an exterior the rebrand the office remodel all the interior units um we raised uh, 5.8 and we used uh i raised some my partner abel raised some and then we have a couple other partners that we brought on to help us with that raise so. nice yeah it's yeah. a good size raise it is got it done probably in about two weeks okay so yeah pretty average actually we're raised during christmas which made it really tough because right. no one's in the office people are traveling I got a, email. Yeah, I got a lot of emails that said, oh, I'm traveling, but I, I want to invest, but I'm, I'm nowhere near my office to even look at these documents. So right. um, we saw it was real slow. That, that week between Christmas and New Year's was real slow. But as people started getting back, we started getting the phone calls like, hey, I'm ready. How do I do this? Where do, where do I sign? Right. So um, it picked up in January for sure. Yeah, that's such a it's kind of a dead zone there. Yes. Well, I've, and I've, we've closed deals in that pocket. We've tried to raise for deal it just kind of the the rules change but, sure. which is fair enough people totally. definitely unplug all that stuff totally um but yeah when you're doing a capital raise a lot of the times you know we're doing this just in time model we're not running a fund that's evergreen it's like hey we're gonna raise capital when we have a deal on a contract and then it's go time and it's pretty time sensitive for sure pretty time sensitive. yeah it's uh it's a little scary but what do you, we can't just say oh we're not going to do the deal because it's we have to raise capital during christmas right like it was right. a great deal we're like we got to get this done sure and yet it's a lot of it took picking up the phone and calling people like hey i noticed you didn't see the email i know you wanted to invest and so a little different normally we send it out and it's yeah. All we get calls later that said, "Hey, I didn't see your email. Can I still get in?" It's like, "Oh man, we're full. Sorry." We're full. Yeah. yeah. So they, but they usually send the email. People hit the portal. A lot of that stuff's kind of. You don't even automated. really need to walk if if you got the relationship. People understand the model or understand your firm. Yep. There's not a whole lot to it. Yeah, it's always cool when you send an email and then you you the for the documents to be signed. You get a few back within like 30 seconds like those people have a lot of trust in us which is cool that, sure. that says a lot about what we've done in the past and how we built that relationship but right i know they didn't read that 168 page document they didn't even look at it <laughs> they just signed uh right which is i i appreciate it and they put a lot of trust in us and so we don't want to let them down so yeah of course of course i'm sure you see that too seen that before yeah <laughs> may i may have been i may have been one of those guys under the deal but that's because i've seen the ppm a hundred times i know sure. what's in there i know who did the legal um i know it's a copy paste of my last deal so it's like <laughs> exactly all right yeah let's, let's do this but uh, you should read your ppms people yes. read, read your legal documents carefully talk to your advisors before you uh, for sure yeah so um well that's good so you guys got it closed any other big uh, big surprises at, at takeover? I mean, there's these deals are there's always well not maybe not at takeover, but 
let me rephrase it. Any lender surprises at the one yard line? Because that can happen. That usually always happens. Yeah. Uh, this deal was very, very clean. I was, we had zero problems with the lenders. Oh, great. It's not common. Right. Normally, there's something like on the last deal, we found out there was, you know, 128 code violations on the property <laughs> that we didn't know about that it's we like had a to stack, resolve. Right. Of printed out. When our lender files. told us, our lender said, I've never seen this before. That's bad because they do hundreds of deals per nationally year. yeah yeah and they said i've never seen it this bad i was like oh gosh that's not a good feeling <laughs> not what you want to hear but on this last deal i mean it was very clean appraisal was great yep lender walk was great i mean everything just hit hit for the lender at least sure and we had almost no problems at all with the lender which was is very uncommon usually there's something that comes up you got to work through it lender required repairs they come back like all kinds of things right but with no lender required repairs appraisal was great appraisal was way over what we were paying for it so beautiful it was, it was very clean i'm knock on wood like i wish every deal would go like go like that yeah sometimes there's there's trick deals you know you're like oh this is how multifamily goes like, <laughs> i'm just gonna do one of these every month whatever and exactly. then you get one that just eats your lunch <laughs> or uh you know get like a retrade where you know the terms change because if a lender changes the turn you know your proceeds by a couple percentage points that that like that changes the deal. Oh, for sure. And then you're scrambling to figure out how you're going to cover for it, which is not <clears throat> insurmountable. You know, yep. I mean, we we talk about this being like surfing a lot. You know, I mean, you you want to build your model and lock it in, <laughs> have your Excel be perfect, and then go make that happen in reality. And that's just model. The models are wrong. For sure, they're all wrong. And the more you extrapolate out into the future, the wronger they are. <laughs> um, so you're just you know you got to build the model enough to make the decision, get in the deal, and then operate it well, knowing that all your all your variables are going to change for sure. You know, over time. Yeah, it's funny too because those proceeds you don't know until like the week before you close what right. the final is going to be, and you're already in for attorneys' fees and lender deposits and earnest money that's now hundred percent hard that you'll lose if you don't close it. And I think you said this. It's like you go into these things like a marriage. Like you're you don't get married and when you have a problem, like oh, it's over. We're out. Right. Same thing with these properties. Like you're going to go in and you're going to close it. Yeah. No matter what. Right. Yes. Get a bump in the road. Okay, honey. What, how do we work <laughs> it out? Keep moving. Exactly. So uh, that's, that's been the thing we've talked about. Like we're going into this deal. We're going to close it. Right. No matter what. So let's just make, let's work through any issue that comes up. There's a, there's a workaround. You just got to be good at figuring out what that is. Yeah, for sure. And the team is massively helpful there. I mean, you know, if you're using a loan broker, that's done a hundred deals, you know, that's more deals than I've done. It's more deals than you've done. Yep. They may have done 300 deals and they've seen it all and they can really kind of work to go through that. Same with the property management company. They can overcome stuff. Um, you know, depending on how you're raising your capital, you yep. know, there's, it's, it's like your attorney's probably seen a lot of stuff. You know, if you're using an attorney that's, that's specialized in these kind of deals, they've probably seen, um, oddball stuff come up. So that's a huge, I mean, I've relied on those guys, you know, for in sure. every deal forever. It's like, well, I haven't seen this, but has my loan broker seen this? Has my attorney seen this? For sure. Yeah. All that guidance from them is super key. Super yep. key. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's exciting. Um, are you guys, you know, post close it, uh, you kind of get your asset management, cadence going and your calls and your investor updates stuff like that are you guys knee deep in that are you back looking for another deal where's your head at on that so 
Because that was like two months ago, that closed? Yeah, we closed it a couple months ago. Right. Um, so we're still we're still trying to get this delinquency and uh, you know the bottom out finished. Right. And really, there's not a whole lot on that particular asset, on our asset management calls. Because it's like the first month, there's a lot of income, not a whole lot of expenses because the bills haven't hit. We haven't paid them yet. So right. Not a whole lot to talk about. And then this last month, we just got a variance report on the 15th. So... Um, not a whole lot to talk about until we kind of get that bottom out done. It's like, well, let's let the property management team do their thing. And then after a couple months, then we start talking about, okay, what does budgets look like? And are we, are we tracking to our budgets? And are we, are we on that upward trend now? But we want to let them do their thing for a couple months to try to get that bottom out finished. Right. And then kind of hit it hard on the asset management side. Yeah. Start optimizing, fine tuning. For like sure. That. Yeah. For sure. And you guys in the market for another deal? We are. We're looking at a bunch. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're looking, you got to look at a lot of deals before you find one that works. So we're out there looking at a bunch of projects right now. Yeah. Uh, send a couple offers. As you know, like you have to send a lot of offers to find one that's going to actually work because we're always a little bit less than what they're asking. That's right. Yeah. Send so. it to the void. Yeah. See if anything comes back. Yeah. <laughs> I always like to say, get a bunch of those denied until you get one that actually they say, oh, okay, maybe this will work. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you go, if you go through a week and you get some offers denied, that's great. Yeah. You know, you're making progress. Yeah, that's what I progress. feel like. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to happen. Uh, that's exciting. Super exciting to see where that deal's gone. Uh, I've enjoyed being a uh, limited partner in that deal and, and um, watching that progress. Let's talk about apartment educators for a little bit. Cool. And, and we can kind of wrap it up. I, I guess, you know, depending on when this comes out, this episode's probably going to air not too long after us talking. So I'll, t I'll mention the Bahamas. But we got and and there's probably by the time somebody hears this, there's no spots. But I think we had a couple spots left. Apartment educators going to the Bahamas. Yep. I, you know that speaks for itself. It's going to be awesome trip in July, but also networking uh, stuff like that. So if you're interested, what is it? ApartmentEducators.com for that. Yep, and uh, you can reach out to Lynn, or you can just hit the contact us form or or Lynn at ApartmentEducators.com. Okay, nice. Answer questions on that. L Y N N. Yes. at apartmenteducators.com. Yeah, so the Bahamas trip's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, event last night was amazing. Super great event. Packed yeah. out there. Um, really We're doing Houston stay. events now. Doing the Houston events. We did our first Houston event last week. Uh, took the helicopter out there. That was good. That was fun. Yeah, that was <laughs> a lot of fun. A really cool venue with uh, with Cody and Brian setting that up out there of uh, Blue Oak Capital. They're kind of running the, the Houston chapter now. Yep. Um, so that was that was really cool. So we're going to do the Houston events monthly, right? Yep, oh. every month. Yeah. I think they have all the dates locked in. So Yeah, um, they have the dates for the year, right? Yep. Yeah. We'll publish those on the events page. ApartmentEducators.com slash events yep. will be where all of our events are. So if you're in the Houston market, we'd love to meet you. So come out to that event if you're listening. Yeah. Really good turnout last time. Great quality folks, too. You know, I mean, Definitely. people, capable people that were – operators limited partners aspiring operators all that stuff yep um really cool venue too uh, i had fun in, in houston yeah it was a good time yeah, for sure good time so look forward to more of those um bahamas trip coming up in july more apartment educators events more deals for everybody um awesome man well thanks for coming on if somebody wants to learn about totem capital group your company that is buying and operating these deals what's how can they do that uh, go to our website totemcapitalgroup.com or you can email me, Ruben, at totemcapitalgroup.com. Nice. Well, we'll link to that in the show notes. Also link to Apartment Educators. And, um, yeah, if you're listening, come out and come out and see us. Shake hands. Meet. Let's, you know, let's do some apartment deals. Very cool. So. Thanks for having me here. Yeah. I appreciate it, Deb. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. Good to see you. You too.
Thank you for listening to the DJE Podcast. For more information, please go to DJETexas.com.